Hi there, the PTSD guy here. Today is Saturday, January 25th, 2020. My Saturday shows are referred to as Saturdays Are Serious. On Saturdays, I talk about deeper issues related to living with PTSD. Maybe some of these issues are things that most people are uncomfortable discussing. There are things I've been talking about in my own life for several years, since around the age of 16 years old. So I've had a good 20 years to go over these things. Topics such as regular suicidal thoughts and isolating tendencies, things that may lead to abuse of alcohol. Before I begin, I want to thank the sites where you can find my podcast. These include Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Overcast. I look forward to receiving your voice messages on the Anchor app. If you want to leave me a voice message, just download the Anchor app and look for me, the PTSD guy. Back to today's topic. Today I'm going to refer back to my recent Monday podcast. This past Monday on my Mindful Monday episode, I mentioned a book that was written just a few years ago by neuroscientist Dr. Adam Gazely and psychologist Larry Rosen. The book is titled The Distracted Mind. Dr. Adam Gazely states, an explosion in the variety and accessibility of electronic media, such as cell phones, social media, coupled with new expectations for immediate responsiveness, is causing an increased interference in our brain resulting in impact on our cognition and our performance. I'll repeat that statement later. So the reason I mention that statement is because it has been said that the hallmark symptoms of PTSD involve alterations to cognitive processes, such as memory, attention, planning, and problem solving. This is just what Dr. Adam Gaisley was referring to, the impact on our cognition. You could relate problem solving to stress management in this case. That's a key thing people with PTSD struggle with, stress management. So if people with PTSD already have these cognitive alterations, imagine, for those of you without PTSD, imagine being stressed out by your own social media and your own cell phone on a daily basis. Now I will say I don't know how stress... I don't know how equal the harmful effects of daily electronic media is in comparison to PTSD, but for now, let's just go ahead and triple it and imagine that that stress from your social media is permanent for you. So imagine tripling the stress and imagine it's permanent. A lot of people take a break from social media, but you can't really take a break from PTSD. It's your brain and you can't easily put your brain on shutdown. The only bright light I've come across, and if you do it regularly, it's more effective, is engaging with mindfulness and meditation. I discussed this on my Monday episode on January 20th. Meditating and using mindful activities is proven to increase the gray matter in your brain, and that helps with everything. For more on that, see my Monday episode. So my question is, do you know someone who has PTSD who has given up on social media? I did this a few years ago. The back and forth and immediate responsiveness were too much for me. I recently engaged back with Facebook in order to promote my podcast. 
After reading the distracted mind piece, it all sort of made sense to me why I had run from social media to begin with. I'll repeat what that neuroscientist said. An explosion in the variety and accessibility of electronic media, such as cell phones and social media, coupled with new expectations for immediate responsiveness, is causing an increased interference in our brain, resulting in impact on our cognition and our performance. Can you now see why there might be a higher likelihood for suicide, suicidal actions and thoughts within the world of PTSD? Imagine any anxiousness you get from social media and feeling like you can't get away from it. And like I said, go ahead and triple it. And then imagine that you can't shut it off. Like I said, I don't know how equal these negative cognitive effects from technology are to actual PTSD, so I'm just tripling it for now. Another question for today, do you know someone who has PTSD and they have isolated themselves? Maybe you did or didn't notice they isolated? I know of someone whose name, of course I won't mention, who has shunned social media several years ago, and they live a very simple but somewhat isolated life. I can say when I visit them, it's actually very peaceful and they, they seem much more stable, but I don't know if this person has, I don't know if this person has PTSD, but I do worry that their isolation may come back to bite them. It's a delicate balance between taking a break from our chaotic world and shutting people out. As humans, we are social animals. So when someone has PTSD and it affects their interpersonal skills like it does me, that can be a very tricky game to play. One last question for today, and this one is all too common. Do you know someone with PTSD who abuses alcohol? As a person who works in historic preservation, I know that Wikipedia is not a guide for someone like myself who studied, studied history, but it is an available source for a lot of people and it tends to be fairly accurate. I was reading about PTSD on Wikipedia and it said that drug and alcohol abuse commonly co-occur with PTSD. I know alcohol tends to be a safe haven and a way to cope. Remember that tripling effect I talked about? If you're constantly on that tripling effect and you feel things that much more intensely, can you see why people with PTSD run to alcohol? I always think of the movie, The Girl on the Train. I don't know if the woman in the movie her character had PTSD. On the girl on the train, it was her escape from her own physical traumatic memories after she divorced her husband. That is just a movie, but it's sort of a good example. It certainly wasn't getting her anywhere positive, her drinking so much alcohol every day. And what was she thinking about as she drank? She was thinking of the abuse from her chaotic marriage. That is most of what I wanted to share today. And if you can, check out that book I mentioned, The Distracted Brain. And if you are seeking an outlet for a small relief from your PTSD, listen to my recent Monday episode from January 20th. I give two examples of mindfulness activities you can do that may help. I'll go ahead and mention that as my other occupation, a licensed massage therapist, I became certified in meditation. And I may eventually hold a meditative mindfulness class in the future, maybe at Washington Park here in Springfield, Illinois. I might hold a class on mindfulness, and maybe I will try and do it once a week. 
just a thought for this coming spring. And since I did reference suicidal tendencies in today's episode, I am going to give the number for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It's the the hotline. It's 800-273-8255, or text 741-741, that's 741-741, that's for suicide prevention. Remember to please send me voice messages on the Anchor app, just download that app to do that. And last, if you have been hard on yourself today, or this week, just go ahead and give yourself a break and be kind to yourself. This is the PTSD guy signing off.